taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you vampires listen to. This week, there is a code go in the Elder Captain's overalls. The news is playing with our states. Our topic is talking sports ball. And our dragon this week, you wouldn't like when he's Madden, Executive Director Gordon Bellamy. And as always, I'm hungry for blood. I'm Brian. I'm a dude who loves his comfort food games. My name is Troy. I always return my library books, and I'm Manda. And I spent so much time in Kanto, I don't even know where I am anymore. Is this Kansas? My name's Joe. Hey, everyone. And uh, you might have heard, or not heard, that Lewis is not here again this week. However, we do have a very special guest. That's right. We've got a longtime friend, builder of PCs, and professional Rocket League smack talker, it's Hassan! What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm very, very excited. Dude, we are so happy to have you on the podcast because uh, right. as some of our uh, listeners may know, you are a prominent member of our live streaming content on Twitch. That's right. This is this is Hassel from Metal Year Solid fame. Just going to go ahead and get that out there right now. <laughs> yeah, guys, I am the Hassel. How does it feel to be in the land of, of pre-recorded content? Um, it's it's great. Uh, my mother always told me that I had a face for radio, so oh, this is this is working extremely well. <laughs> you have a face for radio, but a beard for live streaming. I gotta say, it's, it's true. a gorgeous, gorgeous beard. What else? What else do I need? Right. That's it. That yeah, is that's it. it. <laughs> that's your contents right there. <laughs> yeah. An extensive knowledge of Kojima games and a dope beard. Yeah. Extensive is is well put. <laughs> Could you please just go ahead and explain everything in Metal Gear for us? Uh, you have a minute. Nothing is real and everything is broken. A nano machine. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, wait, are we talking about cyberpunk? What? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I love it. That was for Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> but Hassel, I think you have been collectively friends with all of us for more than ten years. I would say, yeah. oh my at God. the very least, um, I think probably close to fifteen. Troy, I think you're the first person of the group that I met. I think that was probably like 2007. Wow, great year! <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> year. Like Lady Gaga was just bursting was. onto the scene, you know. Yeah. Like, the Three Thousand Brigade did their first show. That's yeah. right, our cosplay show, yeah. <laughs> So really, you could say that the video games brought you together. A hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, video games nice. and and questionable working environments <laughs> brought us together. <laughs> as uh, yeah, we used to be coworkers. Yeah, um, no, uh, and it, it and then like through you and through like uh, mutual friends, I got to meet everybody else. Like maybe about a year or like a year and a half later, and yeah, that's that's history. Like we're 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 still friends to this day. That's awesome. And I was so happy about a year ago um, as we got this podcast going and we started think we started getting our Twitch streaming a little more consistent week to week. You kind of reached out one one day and was like, "Hey, I like you guys. How you guys are playing Red Dead Online? Do you do you mind if I join you?" <laughs> and we were like, "Hell yeah, do it!" Yeah, or sell time, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and like the biggest thing for me was just like I I I love 
the what the dragons were doing at the time where everything was you know just a very performance driven thing and it's something that's been missing from my life for as long mm -hmm. as i've been outside of south florida so mm -hmm. i was like you know what it's time it's time <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you. And then, like, the Lion King music started playing in the back, like, <laughs> it's just time. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, nice. It, nice. Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun uh, this past year getting to, to, to hang out with you online and offline. And so, it all comes back to this podcast right here. We finally get you on. So We've excited. Been building here, up to this moment. This I mean, no pressure, yeah. but this is the, the, the culm oh God. Culm culminating. Culminating. The culmination. Macaulay Culkin. This is the culmination of our friendship right here. Right Cumberbatch. Now. No, the Cumberbatch. That's, that's not it. Yeah, the Cumberbatch. Yeah. Right here. This was the long game. We, the pinnacle. We wanted you on our Twitch so we could one day get you on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. I fell for it so big hard. Times. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you guys, you know what? Let's get into our games this week. What are you playing? And this week, you know what? Troy, would you like to start us off this week? So this week, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch, the team-based first-person shooter game made by Blizzard Entertainment. So shocking. <laughs> actually, it kind of is <laughs> shocking. Like, okay, I actually have not really been playing this game since, like, I don't know, late November, December, because, as you guys know, I like to finish a lot of games before the year is over. So I looked at all my Overwatch friends, and I was like, guys, I got to let go. I got to walk away. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> and I, I haven't played Overwatch that much, maybe like once or twice a month or something. But compared to how often I was playing the game, I really took a dip. And it wasn't until BlizzCon happened. BlizzCon is a convention that celebrates everything that Blizzard makes from Warcraft to Hearthstone, Diablo and Overwatch. It happened this past week. And I was like, oh, crap. I love this game. It's my it's my gaming comfort food. It's the the game that if I'm feeling off my game or I just don't know what else to play, I will sit down, put on Overwatch and just go. And I did that this past week and it has been like every single day just so so just just warm and fuzzy. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the the announcements at BlizzCon line cuz I think they were talking about uh, Overwatch 2 and that type of stuff? So, they had a nice 38 minute long behind the scenes look at Overwatch 2, which was a long form way of them telling us that hey, you're not getting it this year. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But they did announce a lot of great things. Besides a graphical overhaul, uh, they're going to be changing the way the game fundamentally works on a one-to-one uh, -one level. It's a game where you take, where you pick different classes. You have a healer class that supports the rest of the team. You have a tank class that kind of soaks up the damage so that your damage class can do can dish out the damage. Well, they decided to turn the tanks into more of a damaging role, making them more aggressive. This is really big for Overwatch because tanks are usually like, let me stay and really like hunker down and protect my team. But no one ever plays it like that. And so no. they, instead of, of Overwatch being like, all right, you're supposed to play this way. They're like, F it. Do what you want. Here, we're going to give Reinhardt two fire strikes and make him like, like the Hulk pretty much. And you know what? <laughs> I'm for it. I'm for it. I mean, everyone yeah. plays them like that anyway, so they might as well design it around how the players are playing them. So mm. I'm excited for the changes in that in that realm. They're bringing like a bunch of new characters that look great and diverse and interesting and a lot of new game modes. They're getting rid of some modes that really frustrate the Overwatch community and putting in some new ones, which I think will breathe some new life. Uh, that's awesome. 
but it's been great just having the crew kind of come back together. You've seen like our Overwatch crew has kind of been a little spotty, but because BlizzCon is happening, everyone is kind of flocking back, which has led to some of the wildest games I've had in Overwatch ever because you're having oh, people yeah. from around the world who haven't played this game in years. And so they're coming in being like, oh, I remember how to play this game. Reinhardt does this. And he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. bonkers all over the place. <laughs> how competitive do you guys get in Overwatch? I don't get too competitive. I keep it very casual. I, I play to win, but I don't get angry if I lose. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Troy's like spiritually the Zenyatta, if that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah. If I do get competitive, when I do, I play by myself because then I get very angry and very yeah. like, yeah, and I don't, I don't need to unleash that part of me on my friends. There's no part of that. <laughs> uh, but that is the game I played this week, Overwatch. Nice, nice. And then what about you, Amanda? What did you play this week? This week and, and numerous other weeks, uh, I, I jumped back into Elder Scrolls Online. And I only bring this up on the podcast because something happened, and I have to tell you all, is okay. um, I don't play consistently. I, I play for a bit, and then I stop, and then I'll go to play another game, and I'll come back. Elder Scrolls is just something that I play between video games. Um, but periodically, I have to respec because it's been so long since I spec the first time that new abilities are out, so I, I'm like, I can't do the same damage that I used to do. So I respect this week. Um, and uh, the new good spec I can respect for, that. Uh, for, for <laughs> solo play includes abilities from the Mages Guild. And if you've played Elder Scrolls Online, uh, you, maybe you can see where I'm going with this, is I spent all week leveling up the Mages Guild. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is to go around the world and return library books. <laughs> you have to walk around the map Find a library book and then put it in your inventory. So they turned Elder, Elder Scrolls into Death Stranding? It's, <laughs> just... it's, you know, I say you have to return them, but that's just in my headcanon. You just have to pick them up and read them. But Norman like, Reedus showing oh up gosh. as a level seven mage is fantastic. There are 300 that. library books in the game Jesus. and I need to be level 10. So I basically have to find all of them. So it's just me. Wow. It's, it's almost a, a different game because i have my laptop open now and it's got like pictures of where the the icons are and then i have to go to that place in the map and then look around for it and they're all hidden so it's like a treasure uh -huh. game it's like a treasure hunting game you, right you also kind of sound like a bounty hunter but like for books for books well i in, like i said in my head canon i imagine that i i was adventuring and i got in trouble so now i got like the the crappy adventure <laughs> it's like no no until you are in your place back you're gonna have to return yeah. library books so it's just me walking into people's houses be like just Freaking nobles just can't return air, their library books. Just, just, just leaving your library book in the middle of a field. What, what did it give your library book to a spider? Of course, oh, it's such a good idea. Do you, <laughs> do, you, do you collect the fines on No, them? no. You just get experience. And then I get new cool mage abilities. Okay. They're dope, though. Collect I that. would explain, but it'd be boring. <laughs> <laughs> but collecting I, library books is the I most exciting yeah. thing ever. Listen, <laughs> listen. I would probably have watched Dog the Bounty Hunter if it was all about returning books to libraries. The best part about this, I, I, I was gonna say, like, I, I would definitely watch like a Disney Plus show about a Mandalorian. Would that would that be a Manda librarian? Uh, Manda librarian. Uh, <laughs> the, the funny part about this is, is I am nine tenths of the way finished. I'm, I'm literally, I'm so close to being done. And then a friend of mine told me yesterday that the Mages Guild is old and that the Psionics Guild is the new Mages Guild and there's more books. So when I, fin oh, when wow. I finish, there's, there's more books. There's, there's double the books <laughs> that I found. Uh, 
That's just more content. Do you yeah. read, do you read the books, books too when you collect them? Because sometimes, because the books are funny. Can, they're like yeah. actual books you could read through, right? They're like a paragraph. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's Amazing. Cool. Nice, nice. Uh, so that was yeah. Elder Scrolls Online. The major, literally, scrolls. the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of scrolls. The never-ending the Elder Scrolls. That's yeah. going to be the last book that you return. Is the Elder Scroll? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, I will go next. Uh, the game I play this week is a little little ditty called Code Vein. The best way to describe it is that it is a anime Dark Souls game. So basically, you are you're a character who wakes up with no memory, as per a lot of animes and games, <laughs> where uh, you wake up, you have no memory. And a lot of your abilities only you can do. I know, shocking, right? <laughs> uh, but in this, because it is an anime, uh, a lot of the characters have uh, have very uh, exaggerated features, if you will. Uh, so there's a lot of fan service in this game, but the gameplay itself is very cool. It's very Dark Souls. You know, you have, instead of collecting souls, you're collecting haze. Uh, the enemies you're facing are are like rogue vampires because you yourself are a vampire or what they're called remnants in this game. It's a, it's a very fun game. It, it's a very easy Dark Souls. I will say that. that that's the best way I can describe it. So Wait. it's not a Dark yeah. Souls. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was about to say. Like, Dark my Souls... only recollection of Dark Souls is that it's incredibly difficult to yeah. play. It, yes. Th- yeah, I, yeah. Think, I, mean, I don't it, think those words go together. No, it's easy guys, and Dark Souls. Guys, it's like Jumbo Shrimp. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's an oxymoron. <laughs> yes, this makes sense. They're still, yeah. yeah, they're still technically shrimp, but they, you know they're jumbo, they're real big you know, shrimp. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I this think it's prawns at that yeah. point, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in this, yeah. So, the, but the gameplay mechanics are still the same. If you rest at a uh, bonfire, or what this is called a miasma spot, you rest <laughs> there. You can level up. Uh, all the enemies come back, so you have to fight them again. Um, you know, you can get more haze. You can you can grind that way if you want to. So it's got uh, like the can, same outline and bones, the structure yes. of a Dark Souls, just with uh, exactly. Okay, I got gotcha. it. Yes, yeah. You can unlock uh, uh, shortcuts as well as you right. go throughout places. You come back to where you started. That type of stuff. Is it what fun? color is the haze? Please is say it it's purple? purple. Please say it's purple. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for purple. I'm waiting for purple. You know, let's let's go with purple. Sure, it's purple haze. <laughs> nice game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but yes it is very fun uh, I've, i'm about two and a half missions deep so far um, i don't know how long it is but the missions have so far have lasted about an hour or two each so it's been pretty good it's been pretty good i've, I've been enjoying it and the creator character is bonkers you can do so much stuff with your character uh troy would be spending about two hours in creator character alone <laughs> damn it probably yeah, yeah. It's very good. And uh, right now I'm playing it on PC Game Pass. So it's free as long as you have the subscription. So if you have it, play. It's, Damn, it's that's my fun. favorite price. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you free know? Free 50. <laughs> it's a great price. <laughs> it is. It is. So that was my game, Code Vein. And then what about you, Joe? What did you play this week? This week I dove very heavily back into Pokemon Go. Because the Kanto tour happened. Now, I paid to play this part of the game back in December, I think. In December, they told everybody they were going to make all 151 Pokemon from the original Kanto region shiny for the first time ever in Pokemon Go. Oh, I get it now. So, yeah, it was was a pretty big deal because there was a good, I think, about 20 or so of them that hadn't been made shiny yet. So... 
one of the cool things they made you do was uh, on the day of, you had to pick whether you were going to play the red version or the green version of the game. Ooh. And that gave you a different buffs for what, what Pokemon would show up. Um, they must have had eight or nine different research uh, quests. Every hour they were changing out which Pokemon would spawn more frequently. Um, you had to go to a whole bunch of different gyms and a whole bunch of do bit different raids and fight rocket grunts and just catch a lot of Pokemon. The Kanto tour goes on for the entire week, so I still have a few things on the list that I have not done yet because I haven't found those Pokemon to do them with. Um, one of the things they actually do is evolve pretty much every single Pokemon from the Kanto region that can evolve evolve it you have to and it was like a, a just a giant list of things to evolve so lucky for me i'm a hoarder in that game and i have three or four of like everything so i was like yeah whatever i just evolved this and evolved that i have candy and stardust and i i played a lot i have no life so uh, <laughs> as, as a level 40 legacy uh trainer i'm now level 43 I know I kept you all in the loop on that. It's uh, I'm fighting my way to 44. It's going to take forever. Um, but it's great. So as someone who only played this game like the month it came out and has not played it since, is the pedometer still important? Yes, very much so. Okay. So you're still doing like lots of walking? You should. I don't necessarily do that, but you should. Okay. I did it so much so that when the first... So the... To get to uh, level 40, you had to, I think it was like get like 20 million points or something like that. And mm. literally from level 39 to level 40, it was like 5 million points or something. It was some crazy number, like almost all the points you could have made in the whole game the whole time you had to make just from level 39 to level 40. And so all that XP, I had enough XP to where I didn't have to do anything until I hit level 43 to get more XP. And it was like, get have 11 million, have 7 million. It's like, yeah, sure, I have that, whatever. I played a lot. Like a lot, a lot. I also got a bunch of shinies, which is not normal for me. I don't usually get a lot of shinies. I don't have that kind of luck, but I'm okay with that. I, I usually get pretty dope dope ones when I do. I caught me a shiny uh, Hitmonchan. He was really cute. And I caught a shiny Tauros, which was also super green, and I was very excited about that. You're um, the bull, man. Yeah, he was so cute. And he was like three-tailed and green. And yeah, it was great. I had a good time. I still give this game five out of five stars, even though I gave them money for it. It gave them more money than they probably need ever. <laughs> but uh, they're great. It's a fun game. I, so, I'm yeah. so afraid to pick Pokemon Go back up because, uh, I mean, I stopped playing when they introduced like the gyms and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So like that was maybe like three, four months in. And now I feel like I'm just super far behind everybody. And I'm like, uh do I want to play catch up? It doesn't matter. It, it's one of those games where you just play however you want to play. I, I find that if anyone who really wants to play and is like so hardcore into it, like even myself, like I was, I played every single day up until quarantine, basically when I didn't go outside for a while. So then I stopped playing for a while. But I mean, like really, mm. unless you're like, so, I'm goal orientated. I didn't have anything else to work towards. And now that I have more levels to go towards, I'm back to playing again. And prior to having the levels though, unless there was an event, I didn't play. Yeah, I was like, eh, I don't need to. I have plenty of Stardust and everything else. I don't care. And I just gave choose... my Pokemon away to people anyway. Did you choose blue or red? I chose blue because they didn't have a green option. Mm. Even though yellow would have been the way I would have played. Yellow would have been good. I play games like a Team Instinct person. I just hate the color yellow. <laughs> so blue was my next option. Yeah, that's awesome. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Necessity of blue, unfortunately. Yeah. But you best believe I chose green for the Kanto Torio. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what I played. Pokemon nice. Go. It was great. Nice. Thank you, Joe. And then lastly, we have Hassel. What did you play this week, sir? Guys, I want you guys to go on this adventure with me. I'm ready. Okay. I'm right. strapped in. I finally got to play Captain Tsubasa, Rise <laughs> of New Champions. <laughs> Yay! 
that's a great anime. It's a fantastic anime. And I'm not a person who enjoyed animes as a child, except for this one, because it was soccer driven. And it was like the, the thing that mattered most in my life. That and eating. Wait. A so- <laughs> it's soccer-driven anime. Yeah, it's a soccer yeah. anime. And it's he's going to talk about anime. the game for the soccer anime. Exciting. Right. Yeah. So uh, you play as Subasa. Well, I mean, so the, the game starts you off in a tunnel going into the stadium. And Subasa's in front of you. And you're an unknown player. And then Subasa Ooh. turns around to you and goes, are you ready? And then you can see like he's wearing <laughs> the Japanese national team jersey. And you're like, oh, my God. And then he gives you two <laughs> options and goes... It, it, it literally gives you, like, the, I, I'm ready. Or it gives you the, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I didn't really know what to pick. So I was just like, I'm ready. And then you go into the game. And the entirety of, like, the uh, like the introduction to the game controls and stuff like that happens live in a game between Japan and Germany. And you're playing as the Japan national team. And, like... I was like I was like dumbfounded because this game looks so good from like a, just an animation point of view. Mm-hmm. And then I went into the story mode. And in the story mode you play a Subasa. And Subasa oh. is a Subasa is a soccer prodigy, right? And you're like on this team that has won two championships in a row and nobody's ever won three in a row. And this is this is where you're at. You're going to you're going to want to try to win that one. And then like there's this like uh sports agent that's like you should think about turning pro. And Subasa's like, maybe I should, or maybe not. And then like you continue on. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna bring it down to just I want you guys to meet three characters, okay? Okay. So the first one I'm gonna talk about, his name is Takasugi. He is one of the defenders on your team. My man is like 6'8, 260 pounds. <laughs> I mean, this dude is just this, he does not play around. And I spent an entire game running around trying to see, like, the other team was scoring on me, and I didn't care. I just wanted to know whether there were referees on the ground because I kept on knocking people unconscious, and no foul was ever called. This is the guy that saw the flyer for football and was confused? It, maybe. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Like, he maybe he thought it was, like, the other type of football. Like, I'm definitely yeah. not going to be that ref that tries to call him out on any of those fouls. Yeah. No, not You're at all. You're doing great. You are, you are doing great, buddy. You're, like, wonderful. laughing for him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other people I want you to meet is the Tachibana brothers. Now, the Tachibana brothers are very acrobatic. I'm talking about, like, they have a move that's unstoppable by any goalkeeper where one of them, now they're twins, one of them would literally get on his back, knees pressed mm-hmm. to his chest, with his mm-hmm. feet facing up. The other mm-hmm. brother will jump on top of the other dude's legs, and the, he would be catapulted like 45 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic <laughs> soccer move. To go yeah. get a ball. Oh, like, oh or, my God. So like, like the real fir- soccer. The so first time it happens. Flip? No, he just heads no. the ball. And Are, it's unstoppable. Like the first time it happened, like you're playing at Subasa and you see this happen and you see this like just like shock screen across his face. <laughs> and <laughs> you might as well put a picture of me because I was yeah. that shocked. I was like, what is happening? Like, oh, wait, is this like a top down soccer game? Like I'm, I'm imagining FIFA, but like, is it is it from that perspective? Are you like behind the, the back of the player you're controlling? No, it's top down. So you're controlling every character. Okay. 
it is okay. like and then they have like anime sides where they like flash in their face and give exactly, you dialogue yeah. and whatnot. If, if, okay. If like a story thing needs to happen in the game, it'll have a title screen that says Captain Tsubasa and you'll go into the story. The last person I want you guys to meet is a guy named Misugi. Misugi can only play 30 minutes a game because <laughs> okay. he has a heart condition. What? My Aww. man has a heart condition and can only play 30 minutes a game. On the 31st minute, my man's is dropping dead. Like, oh, wait, 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 wait. So it's not like, hey, 30 minutes, I'm just going to go ahead and see myself out. I'm going to go sit on the bench. It's like you have to remember to take him out before he yeah. dies. Yeah. Oh, it, no. It's, it's so much pressure. It's so much pressure. And Do you just like set like a timer on your phone? When no, because you, you never play. You never play as him. Like it, he's always like just like a dude that you play against, right? But oh, then, like okay. this big realization happened, guys. These are all middle school kids. What? Oh. They are all in middle school. Oh, the six eight two hundred and sixty pound dude, middle school. <laughs> like the, the kids jumping forty five feet in the air, middle school. The guy with the heart condition that can only play 30 minutes, Aww. middle school child. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, who are your parents? What is happening? <laughs> like, where are we going with this? <laughs> I've, uh, I've gone through about half of the story mode, and it's been so much fun. And, like, the difficulty nice. really gets you because at first you think, like, oh, this is easy. But the fact that there's no referee and then you can just, like, bulldoze people <laughs> makes it incredibly difficult because the other team can do the same thing. Oh. Well, that's just fair, right? It's it's all fair. It's all fair. But like, I've had a I've had a really, really, really great time playing it because it's something that you know, like, I've I had to revisit since my childhood. I forgot about all of these people, including. I, I'm the totally unaware of this anime, but I'm very interested. I would love if one day we could work out a stream because it seems like a lot of this I really have to see oh to really God. get the vibe. So yeah, I look forward to seeing it one day. This is definitely a game I'm going to be streaming because it is so ridiculous. Like, I haven't even met, like, half of the characters. Apparently, oh, by the way, Subasa is thinking about going pro and not coming back to school after middle school. Like, that's legit something that he's thinking about. <laughs> I'm 12. Let's go. <laughs> and then the sports agent is like, I've got people in Brazil interested in you. And I'm like, are they, like, child traffickers? Like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> We, we need to see some credentials. To be honest, that has happened before. There is there has been a 13-year-old in the actual no. European League. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, oh, yeah. He oh, got signed man. millions of dollars. And he was actually really good. Like, yeah, he actually that, did perform at professional level. Like, the, 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 <laughs> youngest, the youngest U.S. national team, or uh, not U.S. national team, but the youngest U.S. player to ever play pro was, like, 14. Yeah. I mean, soccer's I was playing sport, video but, like, games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. I'm lying to my middle school friends about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing video games, watching Homeward Bound on repeat because we had just gotten the Disney Channel. <laughs> like that was my life that back then. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's uh, that's Captain Subasa, Rise man. of New Champions. Awesome. Well, thank you, thank you for sharing that, man. All right. Well, I'll do it for our games. Now it brings us to our news segments. News. 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 All right. So. You know, let's let's start off this week with a certain state, a state of play, if you will. Sony had their state of play this week, and man, they know how to deliver. Like they they have so many great things. At least for myself. Um, do you guys have any highlights uh, from the state of play? For myself, it was uh -huh. obviously Final Fantasy VII with the new Yuffie DLC. That that was me. 
That was kind of looks great. Yeah, the idea Kenna. that they're going to have a DLC for Final Fantasy that's like on the peripheral of the main game sounds great. Yeah. Um, Kenna also was beautiful. Kenna, Kenna looks great. Yeah. Uh, Kenna was for you, Joe? Oh, yeah. Kenna was. That was the, I'm, in, I'm in the boat with Manda. As soon as there was like, oop, I was looking for this. Yes. <laughs> they, they hadn't showed us the um, gameplay yet, so there was no action. Exactly. And, and being able to see her fight um, just reinforced how cool the game I was. was. And all the, all the people she fights against, all the creatures look amazing. Yeah, I was already sold yeah. on the artistic part of the game, but now they showed how great the gameplay is. I'm like double, triple, just take it, whatever you want. I want that game. There's like this forest bull <laughs> creature in one of the videos. It is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Nice. Uh, what about you, Hizel? Game. Kenna? Kenna, yeah. I, I almost called it Henna. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. Like, I I want more female leads in video games. So I'm just, like, super yeah. excited to, like, play it. It was it was pretty cool to see that a majority of the games they were showing had female uh, protagonists yeah. in the state of play. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and even including the side story for Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, it's from Yuffie. Final Fantasy to Returnal, uh, Kenna. It, it was it was nice. It was really refreshing. Yes. <laughs> so um, you were we collectively watching, and you called it the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of Final Fantasy. Is that because it's literally yes. taking place like in the background of like the yes, actual game? Like. Yeah. Yes. Wow. It's a. It's going to be a side story. So it's a, basically it's going to be Yuffie showing up to Midgar. And wanting to join up with Avalanche, but seeing them from the side. So, like, you're seeing Cloud and Baird and all of them talking in, like, the slums. And it but looks she's like off to the it'll side. do that thing where maybe she does something that happens in the real game, but you didn't know it was her that did it when you were playing the real exactly. game. Like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. June, sometime yeah. in June, I think that's coming out. She's traveling with a guy that's not a part of the main story, which probably won't build well for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he dead. He dead. You know what? He dead. People He's so are dead. still alive now. Maybe that's he true. survives. Maybe Joe. he We'll find out. We'll find out. He dead. <laughs> so you're saying, so you're saying, saying sometime June? Oof, yeah. June yeah, June 10th, month. I believe. Ratchet yeah. And oh, yeah. And this? Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be a good month. And then after that highlight, uh, unfortunately, here's a low light, uh, which is that Anthem has officially been canceled. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but some good news has come out of it uh, with the studio being completely dedicated to the new Dragon Age and Mass Effect games. I read the first half of that that article and I was like, oh man, this is a bummer. But then the second half of that article and I was like, who cares about Anthem? <laughs> Manda went, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently because of Anthem's uh, bust, they were originally going to have a huge multiplayer component with the new Dragon Age and they completely reverted that. There's just going to be straight single player. Good, good. From the first yeah. moment they were talking about Dragon Age 4, they've been trying to figure out how to do multiplayer and everyone in the Dragon Age community is like, don't do that. <laughs> and then they did and it was kind of dumb. It was kind of shallow. It was fun. No, no, for this game, oh, for they were talking one. about yeah. doing it. Yeah, and, for the newest one. Everyone yeah, was tracker. like, yeah, no, that. that's not why I play this game. I'm, I'm a little sad yeah. about Anthem because I was, I was one of the people waiting for them to remake it so that I could finish it. Cause I, I yeah. and, but now I guess I'll either never finish it or I will just re-download the broken game and try to anyway, <laughs> just to say I did. I don't yeah. know. I probably won't. Yeah. I still enjoyed the game. I, I liked it a lot, but yeah, I, I would also have loved to have seen what they were doing because they, they did, they had been working on it for the past two years with nothing to show for it, unfortunately to us. Go on YouTube yeah. and, and look at the behind the scenes story of why it was so messed up and how they tried to yeah. relaunch it. It's a, it's a, it could do a whole podcast episode just on that we story. We should. We should. As someone who 
is waiting for this new Mass Effect to be the first Mass Effect they ever play, I'm excited. Nice. Soup's excited. I hope it don't yeah. suck. Wow. I really hope it doesn't. Wow. Hey, the I'm last one was very loud. upset. Hey, yeah. as someone who played all of Andromeda, only I can say that it's bad. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That's very fair. fair very fair. <laughs> also, with some more unfortunate news, Destiny has had an expansion or a new game every year since it first came out, but this year will be different. The newest expansion, The Witch Queen, has been delayed to 2022 due to working from home conditions and due to the fact that this expansion is really going to kickstart the story into overdrive and they want to get it right. That's cool. Uh, yeah, they haven't really that. focused on the story since the very first game. Ever since then, it's been kind of like, here's, here's a little sprinkle. Here's some salt. Here's a little pepper. Right. But there is no like meat to the story. So I think they're going to be doing that with this new expansion. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm all about them putting their lives ahead of the game. I'm exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and it's refreshing, isn't it? <laughs> right. Huh. Interesting. Definitely refreshing to hear like a developer go, huh, you guys are people? Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll treat you guys like such. Yeah. And especially because they're not owned by Activision anymore. They really can take it at their own pace, which is yeah. really nice. That's true. Uh, and then... While we're in this valley of news, let's talk about the Stardew Valley getting a board game, guys. Hell yeah. They sold out. Oh, damn it. Yeah. yeah. Already? The, yeah, they're going to make a second printing, but the first printing sold out. That's Oof. sad. Actually, I was going to purchase it, but then I saw it was $55 and I don't have a Ooh. job and I, can't, and I can't see friends. So I was like, you know what? I'll wait on it. <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, I forgot about that last part. You're going to need people to play this with. Yeah. Ah, oh, crap. It is a one to four player game, but really... Who's going who's gonna to play that no, alone? You can, like, really? you can play by yourself. You can play by yourself. You can be like I played regular Stardew Valley by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm just yeah. curious how they're going to translate that game to cards. It looks like a like a, a seller's a Catan with resources, but then I guess dice-based thing. I'm not sure. I saw cards yeah. with chickens and dateables on them. So maybe you give chickens to people to date you? I don't know. I'm for it. I yeah, love the idea. It looked like a deck builder game as well. So I know they've been working on it for like at least two years, I think they've said. I think it's been at least two years that they've been working on this game. So... Yeah, I do, I do look forward once we're all able to see each other to actually get this game <laughs> and play it. Yeah, I definitely want to and give then, all of you guys chickens. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and then, man, just more bad news. This time with Cyberpunk's 1.2 update getting delayed a month. So it's, it's sad. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the, the 1.2 update was supposed to come out in, in February oh and they delayed it until next month. <laughs> People can't possibly be more disappointed. So, like, right? I mean, right. delay means that it's not going to come out as broken. So, go right ahead. Exactly. This, this game, this game's been on my PS5, like waiting to re-download <laughs> until that new patch comes out. I beat it. It was fun. And then the other thing is that it also came out that uh, with the hack that happened like a month or two ago, uh, the employees were actually locked out of their computers for two Aww. weeks, and they weren't able to work oh, at that's all. Not good. That's wow, it was good. that bad? So, yeah. Yeah, so wow. that probably also contributed to this. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they wanted to be able to fix it for them and then give it back and be like, here, guys, <laughs> now you can work on it like you were supposed to. I doubt it. I was just hoping. I like this idea of good hackers. They're like, guys, we're just <laughs> oh, hacking no, because we want to help you. Definitely not. Like, like shoe elves, like you go to sleep and you wake up and all your code's fixed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. News got out that they had to delay it again. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to hack your system. Put the blame on us. Put the blame on uh, us oh, this time. Yeah, exactly. Hey, guys, guys, take a two weeks vacation. All right. Just right. Go to on sleep, us. You know, you know, right on us. <laughs> don't hack video games. Don't hack companies. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Please don't. Please don't. 
And then finally, Valve has been forced to give financial information for 436 games to Apple for their ongoing legal battle with Epic. Uh, Apple had originally asked for all of their financial data from uh, from the past six years, but their judge narrowed down the scope to just the 436 games, I think, for the last four years from since 2017. The judge actually said, quote, It's my understanding, for lack of a better word, Apple has salted the earth with subpoenas, so don't worry, it's not just you. That was the judge's words. <laughs> the judge is, is like, yeah. Is this just going to be like, is this, is this in any way like the fallout from the whole Epic Games Fortnite battle that they're trying to like yes. head off? Yes, this is the That's same, exactly this is the same uh, court yeah. case. This is oh, okay. still about that. Valve. Yeah, Valve is, in, is, is, uh, is involved with it because they want financial data from games, I guess, that Epic has either released or something oh, else. We don't know okay. what, the, what games they are yet. Gotcha. Uh, they probably okay. just want to make sure they weren't already cut out of getting money in some form so they can point probably. at it and be like, hey, uh, they were already breaking the, the what was going on. And they're probably going to be like, look at these guys. They're jerks. And it's like, you're both jerks. Just I'm going to really <laughs> enjoy when they take this whole saga and turn it into a Phoenix Wright game that I can play. Uh, yeah. That'll be great. That's going to come out it on will. an Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, Stadia. It was weird. I don't know why they announced that. But. Oh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> really weird. Really weird. <laughs> So yeah, that, that'll do it for the news that we have here. However, you can always find us online. That's right. It is time for your halftime commercial. If you are listening to this podcast and you have any questions, comments, or sandwich suggestions, head over to our Instagram page at Taste of Dragons and tell us all of your thoughts. And if you're looking to get involved in more of the indie game community, Follow us on Twitter at Taste of Dragons as well. For more information on our Twitch, please stick around till the end of our podcast, where we'll also be highlighting our favorite chat comment from streaming this week. Back to you, Brian. Well, thank you, Troy. And uh, you know what? I was looking through some old manga the other day, and, uh, and, and for some reason, in one of them, it actually included a promo for something I've never even heard of. And you know, here, let me, let me just play it for you guys. Hold on. Delve into the ancient and mysterious energies of the Far East with Dao, a game of peaceful arcane wisdom handed down through the generations. This battle of wit and strategy was once enjoyed by emperors and commoners alike. Invented in the long-forgotten year of 1990 by Ben and Jeff Pickering of Monument, Oregon, a pair of ancient gaming sorcerers and not at all two random guys from the Midwest trying to sound important. This ancient and forbidden game has long withstood the test of time. But can you, do you dare to Dow? Ooh, how ancient and forbidden. Man, what a great sounding <laughs> game. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Love it. Well, uh, well, thank you, Random Manga, for having that promo in it. We appreciate that. Gosh, how did they get that in there? I know. I know. I don't know. I don't even know what it was on. It just started playing, and it was like I just flipped a page. Was it like one of those cards <laughs> like that you find at like, CVS where you just like open it, and it starts playing? No, nah, it was just an occult manga. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> it just summoned some really weird demons. It's weird. weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two ancient sorcerers, according to the, to the right, text. Yeah. Oh, that, that, yeah, <laughs> that tracks. 
Yeah, it definitely tracks. All right, well, that will do it for our news. However, that brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. And this week, Choi's going to be bringing it to us. Uh, so, Hassel, as you being our resident sports master, because uh, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. M- the most mm-hmm. sports person out of all of us, you even talked about sports today. Nicely I've, done. Yeah, I've known to sports. <laughs> exactly. It made us think of some sports mini games that we have found in games, the good and the bad. So I wanted to discuss with you guys in video games some sports-specific mini games that you've liked. Because we're also totally sports people. This is our way of proving to Absolutely. you, Hassel, that we, how, we know the sports. How sports people I, I mean, do I'm that. so yeah. down for this. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's do yeah. it. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I start with the, the, the sport that, that I like the least? Okay. Uh, Can we sure. start on a down note yeah. and maybe move upwards? Yeah. I've talked about this on the podcast previously, but uh, a Dark Cloud 2 has, I think, the worst sport minigame ever invented. It's called Sfida, and it's like super unfair, very difficult golf. Wait, isn't Sfida something that I like put in my coffee that's like not I really sugar? I think that's Splenda. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But you have this little golf ball and you have to like measure the angles to like knock it off of walls to get this golf ball into like a vortex instead of a hole. But uh, you have to play a 20 minute level to get to the part where you learn to golf and then you get like two chances to get it right. And if you don't get it, then you lose and you have to start over. Is this like a mini game that you can kind of like play over and over again or just us two? No, no, you you just play the mini game, and then if you lose, you have to play a twenty minute level to get to a new mini game. Oh, you can't oh like gosh. practice. This is the worst. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, I don't like that at all. It's worst. Yeah, it's pretty. Bad, I mean, that's yeah. like what Dark Cloud's like a what early two thousands game. Yeah, and it's a it's it's a spectacular game that you can play it without doing the mini game at all. It's gotcha. just yeah. Okay. A sour note on a pleasant game. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, I was thinking about this topic, and does the butt battle in Dead or Alive count? As a sports minigame? Yeah, I think I, so. I'm opposed to everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, it I is a compli- I'm not. I live for dead or alive ridiculousness. Oh. It's a, or it, it is a whole game that is just uh, minigames. Yeah. Yes. It's like a field day. It's like a field day yeah. at a random beach where like some creeper invited you to it, right? I think that's the story of Dead or, Dead or Alive. That is basically the story of Dead yeah. or Alive Extreme, yes. And you are the creeper in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, do, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the dude in charge of the island is usually the creeper. You just happen to also be there. You know, oh, you're actually it, there. He's if, actually just watching If you're cameras. there watching, you're the creeper. Right. That's a that's 100% Almost positive at some I, I point like you have a camera. The audience. Your audience is a creeper, though. <laughs> that they could be the they don't no, they could be the same. Yeah, oh, it's fair. It's fair. If you're, you're I've wrong. seen that. You're not if you're that walking around shot. that island with a camera, you're you might be the creeper. Uh, sorry. <laughs> if you actively have a zoom in function. The you're the creeper. Oh, you yeah. do. Yeah, you do. Right. Yeah. You absolutely do. Oh, you're yeah. totally a creeper. You're you're all yeah. right. You're all completely. Right. Never mind. I, I, I take back everything I said because I was thinking like, no, oh, there's people like sitting on the beach watching them play volleyball. It doesn't make them a creeper. They were there first. They came along and played volleyball in the way of me looking at whatever. Oh no, you're right. You're holding yeah. the camera. Never mind. Yeah. Nope. 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 nope, nope. Uh, for myself, uh, it would have to be the low point again, which would be Final Fantasy X Blitzball. No, don't say it. Don't say oh, it. I did. No. I did. You have to. You can't talk about sports mini games and not mention Blitzball. I'm sorry. 
The problem is, is no, that Troy likes that, Blitzball. That's what I mean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so was Blitzball on your like top tier, Troy? But come on, man. <laughs> I have a tattoo of Blitzball just oh, no. right on the on the small of my back. I was gonna say it's actually of Waka, but I don't playing know that. Blitzball. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you not enjoy Blitzball, Brian? Why do you enjoy Bits Blitzball, Troy? <laughs> because I was like 17 when I played it, and I, there was nothing and you else didn't like play it. Sports, and I didn't play You're sports, like, so I didn't know yeah. any different. <laughs> I leave me in my math soccer alone, my underwater (laughs) math soccer. (laughs) It's just so slow. It's a slow game. You have to like line up your sights. You have to like it's it's like a turn based sports game that's underwater. It's dumb. Okay, I get it. You're right. It's It's pretty bad. (laughs) It is. It is. I but I don't know. It's got a special place in my heart. I'm glad you enjoy it though. At least you know there's a couple. I know there are some other people out there. I know it's not just you that do enjoy Blitzball. But man, for myself, it's terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> um, I I think like uh, among the positives, like I think Grand Theft Auto Four, the one that took place in back in Liberty City, I think they started yeah. kind of like the trend of doing like the sports mini games in that video game. So in right. Grand Theft Auto Four, I remember the bowling, and I remember being way too into the bowling oh, yeah. in that game. Like you super get a good spin on it. Yeah, and then like it moved over to Grand Theft Auto Five where I became super into the golf aspect of Grand Theft Auto V, where I was right. just living. There were, like, wind dynamics in it. Yeah. And I was just living as this character in Grand Theft Auto V who would just, like, go to the golf course. <laughs> just <laughs> go play around. They're like, oh, you yeah, have sure, I got to go complete. rob a bank yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, no, first no, no. things first. Let, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me get a quick Let me get a par four. In. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... This might not count, but I think it should be a sport is there's the VR Fruit Ninja game. It's like fencing. It's like fencing, but you're fencing against fruit that people are throwing into the air. And I, I think it's a spectacular <laughs> sports game. Fruit Ninja VR is one of the best yes. reasons to have a VR in general for me. Give you two yeah. katanas and you just slice a bunch of fruit. Nice. It's fantastic. For me, a nice sports mini game actually is in a game that I didn't really like personally. I wasn't a big fan of Yakuza 0, but it has tons of mini games in them. And the mini games in that, in, in that game are amazing. One of them is called Pocket Circuit Racing, which is a <laughs> toy car game that you put on a track, like those old RC cars, and you just like watch it go around like the those tiny little tracks. Except mm-hmm. it's deceptive because you get to put together your car and you customize everything. There are different types of wheels, like slick wheels, like actual ra- real racing modifications that you can put on these toy cars, and they take it so seriously. <laughs> and then once you like put together your perfect car and uh, you're ready to race, um, Kiru, or whoever you're playing as, He'll even present it in the most dramatic way possible by like just shoving it in the camera and the and the music is like hard guitar riffs. And then you just watch a bunch of toy cars race around <laughs> this little track. They get but it. it's so they get intense. It. It's so that's, intense. That's great. Oh my god. It's it's yeah. fantastic. Definitely one of the highlights of that game for me. Nice. I was a huge fan of the WarioWare Incorporated games, and that had tons 
tons and tons of mini games in them. I really loved WarioWare. They also had like a little football part of it where you were a, a guy running through a, a field with the ball trying to get to the touchdown. I think you had to put your arm up at the right time to pop the person in the head, knock them down so you could keep running into the touchdown. And Classic and like, Wario. It was, it was great, but you only had like three seconds. So if you didn't press the button at the right time, like that guy trucked you and took the ball and ran down the field. One of them was also a paper football, I believe, where you had to, yeah. key, you had oh, to kick the paper that football. Mini game. It yeah, was great. Oh, paper football. Um, Talking about middle school, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's... I was into sports. It turns out I am a sports guy. <laughs> paper football. Yeah, I'm a pro paper football player. Ruby Tuesday much. salad bar paper football. That's me, baby. We can we can put together a team of like paper football. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can do that. Technically, isn't Duck Hunt a sports mini game? Well. Um, Duck Hunt is a it game. Was, it's its own it's game, game that was yes with another game. It, right. It wasn't necessarily a game inside of a game. It was gotcha. two games Correct. in one. But yeah, that's still a, a fun game. <laughs> but thanks for uh, taking us down to that, that trip down memory lane for sports mini games. Maybe we'll we'll talk about yeah. mini games some other time as Absolutely. well. Lots to go sports, into there. Sports, 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 sports. Let's do yeah, it. Sports, 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 sports ball, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that topic, Troy. Mm-hmm. All right, so that will do it for our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. All right, now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. It's the Dragon of the Week, so don't you freak. It's the Dragon of the Week, and it's so sleek. Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week is our chance to talk about and learn about an industry professional icon or business so we can really get to know the people behind the games that we love to talk about week to week. And this year, to, to continue celebrating Black History Month, we are going to have Hassel, who's bringing us a really awesome dragon. Can't wait to share it with you all. Take it away, Hassel. So... As we continue celebrating Black History Month for the entire month of February, and we highlight developers and people in the industry of color, uh, I want to bring to you guys Gordon Bellamy. Gordon Bellamy, who is currently the executive director of the International Game Developers Association, started off with a little game known as Madden. But his contributions to Madden have been tremendous. And before I tell you about his contributions to Madden, we have to go back and look at his life a little more. So Gordon was born in 1970 in Washington, D.C. Uh, he grew up in a town called Reston, Virginia, and from a very young age, he succeeded at school. He was a very gifted student. He was a math count national champion in 1984. Yes. What What's math count? Awesome. Is that like how high you can count? I imagine it's more <laughs> impressive. He's still going. He's still going to He's this day. He's never stopped. No, math count is like one of those like, uh, oh my god, what is it called? Like math, 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 math leads. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. So, um, it's that thing from like uh, Mean Girls. Oh, the limit okay. does not exist. <laughs> yeah, that thing. He's Kevin Kapoor. <laughs> exactly. So he he was math count national champion in 1984. Um, he he was uh, accepted into the Research Science Institute in 1987, which is a very prestigious like international uh, organization for students, um, and then. He also attended Harvard College, getting his degree in engineering in 1992. So uh, before we continue talking about how Gordon was introduced to Madden, uh, we have to talk about Madden and its story. So Madden started as an 8-bit game for a computer for, at the time, the Apple II. 
and it was called John Madden Football in 1988. The first foray into consoles was Madden in 1990, where it came to the 16-bit Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Now, this was Gordon's, like, 100%. Like, this is the game that makes me feel good. This is where I can be myself. Uh, Gordon was never good at sports, but, uh, and I quote here, um, he was never the best athlete, but he loved the narrative journey of sports. And I really resonate with that because, honestly, like, we all love a good sports story, right? Mm -hmm. Am I right? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen Rudy. (laughs) Hell yeah. Rudy's great. Yo, Mighty Ducks is great. (laughs) I've seen Little Giants. He got game? Come on. Oh, Icebox was the best. <laughs> we, we follow we follow esports. We got the London Spitfire profit story. We got Overwatch it. League. We there we go. Okay, so uh, you know, growing up in Reston, Virginia, um, he and if you want any more information on Gordon, I suggest everybody watches the Netflix episode of High Score, episode four of the documentary series. Actually, dives really deep in his contribution into Madden and video games in general. But Gordon, growing up black and also part of the LGBTQ plus community. He learned at a very young age that there were different rules for him, right? But video games made it so that it was a level playing field and the rules were the same for everybody. So he made a choice that he wanted to work in video games, right? And like I said, Madden was that first game that immersed him and made him feel like he was part of the team rather than, you know, just Mm. playing some character. And I resonate with that too, because when I'm playing video games, and I'm sure Troy resonates with this too... I spend about two to three hours in the create a player <laughs> yep. because I want to, I like, I want to be part of the team. You know, I'm like, yeah, this guy is me. This guy looks Immersion, like me. baby. That's what's up. <laughs> so how does he get a job at Madden? He decides to send his resume in, but he gets no response. Then he starts cold calling every person in the credits for the Madden game. Damn. Wow. Oh, wow. Man, that's that's some 80s persistence there, right? I'm telling you, this is a sports story on its own. So Gordon is calling every single person on that credits until he reaches Jim Simmons. And Jim Simmons finally says, you know what, dude? We'll give you a shot. We'll give you an entry level position. Like, we'll Stop give you an interview. Stop calling my friends. <laughs> Gosh, I've gotten so many phone calls about you. Fine, just come in. These are international calls. (laughs) What phone book do you have? (laughs) There's no internet yet. How are you doing this? Uh, So Gordon gets hired, Electronic Arts at the time, who was in charge of Madden. And uh, because of the tech at the time, he realized that every player on the video game was just one race. They were all white. And... You know, he he has this, these great quotes in the high score documentary, which, I, again, I 100% suggest to everyone. But he said, you know, he waited, he waited his entire life to see a reflection of himself in the video game. So once the technology caught up, he was able to com- convince everybody, like, you know, everybody at EA to put uh, black and brown players in the game. And it was the first time that, you know, they were featured in the game. I mean, if without Gordon Bellamy, who knows how long, how much longer that would have gone? Because th- we're talking about 1995. Like what? I thought we were still in the 80s here. No, no, no. Madden 95 is the first game that had the multiracial players. Seriously? Yeah, I remember playing yeah. 93. I never thought about it. That's insane. Oh my gosh! Yeah, especially yeah. since you know all football at that time in real life, they were all white players, right? 
They weren't. Oh, totally. oh right, right. That's right. how it was in real life. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I don't know sports, <laughs> yeah. but. Yeah, I think, Hassel, you mentioned offline that. Totally. You got it right. <laughs> no, but. Okay. <laughs> one of the things that I read about him in doing my research is that beforehand, they would have like prominent like black players on the covers of Madden. But when you got into Gosh. the game, <laughs> you could only choose white players like that's on just, the team. That, that's false advertising. That's just so vin- yeah, 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 yeah. That's a bait and switch right there. Yeah, like, and I mean, you couldn't you couldn't be a more poster child for the systemic problems of business <laughs> than something like that, right? Yeah, using um, you to sell our game, but not but including not, you in our game. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, EA, they have something called the Rookie of the Year Award for uh, first-time developers at Electronic Arts, and they actually gave him the Rookie of the Year Award for his, his contribution to Madden 95, Aww. which is fantastic. That's awesome. Um, this is another line from the from the documentary that I want you guys to hear because like this really touched me, uh, but he, he says, for marginalized people, a lot of energy is devoted to justifying your existence in spaces. So when you see yourself placed as default... It has real meaning. It matters. So, like, that's wow. so true, right? Like, representation matters. And that's something that we're seeing in a lot of movies now. We're seeing in, like, workplaces. Like, this different view from sh- different people struggle. from races. Yeah. We're getting there. Like, we're getting there. Yeah. It's still a, a de- definitely a struggle, but we're getting there. Um, so, Gordon's had a really long career in video games. It's, it's 25 years now. Um, wow. But he, he became the executive director of the Game Industries Trade Organization which is the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences. Um, hmm. He became the product, uh, he helped with product development at EA, at THQ, at Activision, and then their partner Z-Axis. He was an executive consultant for MTV when they ran Spike TV's Video Game Awards and the show oh, Game yeah. Trailers TV with Jeff Keighley. So he was a consultant for them. Good, good, good. And as I said before, he's currently the executive director of the International Game Developers Association. That's awesome. The coolest thing I found about Gordon Bellamy while doing this research, him and his husband, who he married in 2014, they archived their wedding website. So you can still see it. And like, it is the sweetest thing in the world. And I like, I really felt like crying and it made me feel so good when I saw it. I was like, this is absolutely amazing because... They look like they're so into each other. They're talking about like their wedding song. And they were like, well, technically it's Barbie Girl because it's the first song that they heard. It's the first song that they heard when Gordon asked him to dance like at a nightclub. But they ended up like they ended up choosing like another like Janet Jackson song. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's something you guys definitely like need to see because it like shows like their first trip. You could just just feel the love oozing out of that. uh, out of that website, yeah. it was, was was there a, was there a walk-in song EA Sports? It's in the game. <laughs> I really hope it wasn't, but at the same time, I hope it was. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Gordon Bellamy. Uh, the last thing I want to leave you guys with is, you know, I've been following him on Twitter, and uh, he is a Twitch personality as well. And a couple of days ago, he played oh, a really? game called Yay or Nay, mm-hmm. which is a uh, browser game where you can. Uh, it's like a guess who game where half of the people on the board are Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> and the other half are like black artists, like male artists. And the whole <laughs> game's purpose is uh, it's supposed to like teach you about the way that you are, the words that you're using to describe like, uh, 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 you know, people of color and stuff like that, which right. is super Maybe more cool. Descriptive. 
Right. Exactly. Yes, so often because, it, uh, a person is described as, oh, um, and, and the black guy from that company. Exactly. <laughs> it's right. like, oh, yeah. okay. Anything else? So like in, you want to add to that description? In this game, you have, to, you have to be able to figure out which Kanye version you're talking about. Okay. Because <laughs> wow. there's like 15 different ones of them. Yeezy yeah. so, or Neezy? <laughs> so yeah, I follow him on Twitter, and he tweeted that he is uh, in collaboration uh, making a uh, book of black game makers, which aims to Good. create an encyclopedic yeah. and archival record of the work of the game designs from the African diaspora, whether card game or video game, commercial or academic. The project Hell aims yeah. to collect the work in a single volume for reference, which I think is absolutely fantastic. We add that to That's our awesome. bookshelf. Yeah. Please do, yeah. yeah. I'm going right now and following uh, this dude on everything. <laughs> oh, absolutely, he's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, that's our that's our dragon of the week. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chiselle. Yeah, he sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, that guy is dope. I cannot tell you how many times I've played Yay or Nate on my phone. <laughs> it's been a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, unfortunately, that will do it for this week's episode. However, we still have our comment of the week. That's right. If you go to twitch.tv backslash taste of dragons, you will get to experience all six of us, including Hussell from this podcast Yo. on live every Friday night. But we also stream every other night besides Tuesday as well. And we like to do this thing where we highlight a comment that one of our audience members left for us in one of our streams. Uh, Joe, do you have this week's comment? Yes, I do. First, I want to give a, a I almost picked this other comment. and I need to give a little shout out to Friggin Spriggin, who is one of our wonderful dragons, purely because this is the comment. I'm not going to give any context. It's just a great comment. It's a butt shot is a warning shot. It made me okay. laugh. Thanks for tickling my funny <laughs> bone. But now on to the, the legit comment. This is from Michelle Cab 27. She says, Lewis never kissed a girl till he met me. And if you're wondering what the context Ooh. was of that, uh, Troy was uh, in chat that day and they were all talking about um, kind of like the lover's lane, like the the idea of a mountain spot where all the kids would go in oh, town yeah. and make out. And if that was a real place and Lewis yeah. was on chat and he was like, yeah, yeah. People used to go to movie theaters and Michelle, who happens to be his girlfriend, was like, uh-uh. No. Oh, oh no! Uh-uh. Oh no! You don't girl. know that. Oh no! There was no one before that? me. How do you know that? <laughs> Get your facts was, straight. Get your there facts was, so straight. There was no life before me. <laughs> there, was, there was no life before. <laughs> so Michelle Cab, you have my heart this week. Thank you so much for making me laugh and making us all have a great time that day. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Michelle Cab. Um, thanks to you, and also thank you, Hassel, for being part of this podcast last this week and bringing such insight and fun. And, and cleverness and wit. We really appreciate you, brother. Thank you guys yes. so much. Thank you guys for uh, bringing me on. I hope we can definitely do it again sometime in the future. Oh, absolutely. I, I really had a good time. Yeah, so did we. Thank you so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. Well, as always, though, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are The, the Taste, Taste of, of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Sports. Later, everybody. Sports. Sports. I'm going to go play more game now. Captain Spasso, here I come. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day.